Go to Luke chapter 1. Someone say Jesus. Jesus. Mm -mm. That's the reason for the season, and that's why we're here this morning. So I'm going to read from Luke, and we got into this on, on Wednesday night, and we're going to continue on into Luke. And if you're going to join us on Wednesday night, we'll continue that Bible study and that right, reading right on out. But what I got out of this is something powerful about um, who was Jesus' first disciple, and then what is it that we can learn from them. So what I got here is I began to read this thing, and I've loved, we've all know it. This is great, and we've studied this, and every year we teach these same scriptures. But that's what we do as the body of Christ, as the church. It teaches the Bible over and over, year after year. There's really nothing new to God. There's nothing new in the Word. Everything recycles itself. But I don't care how many commercials come up to tell you you got to buy that gift for that person, that gift for that person, that gift for this person. I don't care how much pressure that this season tries to put on you, there should be no pressure on a disciple of God. That this season is we're carrying Jesus wherever we go. Amen? Let's read together verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Say Mary. Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his sayings and considered, what manner of greeting is this? Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you are found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the angel goes on and explains something even more powerful that we read about in the very first part of Luke Wednesday night. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son, conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month of her who has called her, who has called her barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Glory to God. Anybody want to go ahead and let's get that answer out of the way? Who was the first disciple of Jesus? <laughs> Good point. Mary. The first disciple is Mary. Mary comes up here and she is being brought forth and an angel comes to her and she says, I'll take in me Jesus. I will be the one to house him. That is so powerful that she just absolutely 
receives it, but it's not that easy. Start back over in 26. In the sixth month, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married. Wait a minute now. Mary is getting married. She's got plans. I don't know about you, if anybody's ever been married. There's a lot of wedding plans, stuff going on. The man's name is Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name is clearly Mary. So in the first lesson that we learn in this whole thing is, when the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. All of this portion of 126 through 28 is just simply facts. So number one, we have facts. In every decision that we make, many times there are facts that have to be put before us. Here we have facts. Why does the author put these facts in here? Number one, he puts a timeline there. Number two, he puts relatives there. Number three, he puts a lineage out there to prove that the lineage is correct. He puts a name out there, and then he puts the purity of Mary out there. And these are all facts, say facts. Lesson number one is facts. I don't know about you, but there's always facts in every decision that needs to be made. So these are the facts that the author puts in this story. Now, we move on and it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now, this one really got to me because we find out that Zechariah ended up speaking and wondering how him and his wife were going to get pregnant with John the Baptist. He questioned the angel, and he was mute for nine months. Do you all remember the story? But in this case, we have a story being told, and when it's told, it's almost like the fear of Mary. She feared what the angel was saying. But I looked it up, and Luke says that Mary was greatly troubled. The Greek word here, which means confused or perplexed. Watch this now. Mary wasn't fearful in a way she was going, Oh my God, an angel speaking to me. Oh my God, I'm so scared. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, she was confused and perplexed. Gabriel counters with the words, Do not be afraid. Using the word which we come from, phobia. To be in an in a apprehensive state. A fearful but becoming frightened but becoming confused and perplexed. She is confused at what is being said. She's like, I don't quite understand what you're saying. She's not afraid of the angel, nor is she afraid of what's happening. She is confused and perplexed by what is being said. So, the lesson here is the fear that Mary had. I don't know about you, but... In fear comes that confusion. We get complexed when we're fearful. But immediately when that confusion and perplexity came upon her, the angel calms her down and says, be not afraid. He brings in a good word and calms her down and then goes on to be able to comfort her. Amen? And brings that to her. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Here's the lineage. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Ha <laughs> ha, say never end. never end. 
<laughs> the kingdom will never end. And Mary goes, how, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, or translation is, since I know not a man. The translation is that I don't know the man and a normal way of having a child is a man and a woman have a baby. And I'm just not saying it can't happen like Zechariah said, how can this happen because I'm old and we can't have no baby. That ain't going to happen. Almost like prove to me how this is going to happen. Oh, Mary didn't do that. Mary didn't buck up and say, wait a minute now. This, no, she said, how? <laughs> See, you ever have a, a, a thought where you wonder about something. See, Mary now had a wonder. Anybody ever wondered how that was going to happen? You ever wonder how something's going to take place? You may hear something, and you still are in wonder. So the next lesson, three, is that she was in wonder. She was not questioning, nor was she in doubt at this moment. She was just wondering. I wonder how this healing's going to take place in my body. I wonder how this is going to happen. I was wondering how I was going to even stand up here this morning right now with sweat pouring off the back of my neck coming to church. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm wondering how this is going to turn out. I'm calling on, I'm going to get there and I'm going to say, Markello, go ahead and take it. I'm going home. That's how I felt. I mean, that's as close as I got. But think about it. How will this be? See, there's those questions. The lesson that we have is that she was wondering. I think this is powerful that Mary had that wonder in her life. How could this be? I don't know about you, but this is a powerful lesson that we need to learn. Number one, there's going to be facts in life, but not all facts are going to determine your outcome. Amen? Amen? Facts are just facts. Fear is going to come, but fear usually causes what we call complexity or, or causes confusion. And in that, we got to have faith and, and understand, be not afraid, but to hear what's being said. I don't know about you, anytime God's ever told me something, there's a lot of wonder going on. He told me to go to Texas, and my mind was already made up to go to Oklahoma. How in God's name am I going to go to Texas when my mind was already made up I'm going to Oklahoma? So, her wonder, I wonder now, and then she asked the question, I don't know a man, so I'm just saying that the natural way that you're saying this to me, angel, I just don't know. I, I just wonder how you're going to do this. <laughs> the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I don't know about you, but you women out there, y'all hearing this too, just like I am. And I don't know about you, but it sure sounds woo but you know, if you study that word, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You could go back to Genesis where it says the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the earth and created the heavens and the earth. That, that overshadowing was going to come over her. So the Holy One will be born and we will call the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going I want you to watch this now. He tells, the angel tells her what this is going to be. He tells her that the Holy One will be born and you'll call and be the Son of God. And before she could ever answer or go, I still don't understand, the angel throws some facts at her that she didn't even know yet. Watch this. Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who has 
was said to be barren is in her sixth month. Now, she's sitting there, don't know this, this angel from Adam, and all of a sudden, he's telling her all these strange things. She's wondering, how is this going to happen? Then she mentions this Holy Spirit stuff, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, now she done brought up my kinfolk. How did that angel know my kinfolk? Yeah, I know my kinfolk's old. I know where they at. Wait a minute now. The angel knew that she had to give her a little bit more information. It goes on to say that your relative is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has, was said to be barren is in her sixth month. We studied that out last week. It was called to be a curse. Zechariah was a priest. And they were in the house and the lineage of Aaron and David. And here we are having a family that didn't have no children. They was cursed. And yet when it happened, it's supernatural. Gabriel came along and declared that, that they would have a child and the name would be John the Baptist. And he would go before and declare that Jesus, the Son of God, was coming. Amen. The angel keeps on and says, for nothing is impossible with God. For nothing is impossible with God. Now watch this now. Last but not least, and for you to have, as a disciple of God, for you to get to that place in your life, when you start hearing from God, you've got facts, there's that fear that's going to come along, you're going to have that wonder in your decision-making process, but somewhere as a disciple, there comes a place where you've got to make a decision. And what she does next is she totally, totally does what? I am the Lord's servant. Mary said, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I am a servant of the Lord. May it be to the way you said to me. I don't care what the community is going to say about me. I don't care that I'm not going to be Mrs. Joseph in the future. I don't care what's happening. I have heard the Lord. I have heard and seen in clear vision that I am to house the Lord God inside of me. It's supernatural. I don't know how all this is going to She's still in wonder. But she submits. Church, that's the last lesson that we got to understand, submission. Amen. Children, you understand about submission. When your mom and dad tells you it's time for dinner, come to the table, wash your hands, you submit and you go wash your hands and you come for dinner, right? Get up for school, you got to be at the school bus, you got to go to school, mom and dad says it's time to go to school, right? We submit. You get to a place on the road, you're driving your car, and there's a red sign there that says stop. What do we do? We have to submit. You're driving down the road and we come to yellow signs that say yield. What do we have to do? We have to submit. We live in a life where we're constantly submitting to the laws of the land. We're constantly submitting. And yet Mary here takes on this supernatural voice. An angel comes to her. And she boldly, boldly receives it. So the lesson today is number one, the first disciple was Mary. The very first Disciple is Mary. And Mary shows us many things. So we learn that there are facts. 
It sets the stage, the lineage. It sets everything. The author makes it clear that we have to set the pattern and the stage for the facts. And then even though there's facts, many times when we're dealing with God, some of the things that we got to do in life, it's fearful. It's not easy. I'll never forget about where Sammy's sitting. I was in a bigger church about three times this size. I was 10 years old. I'll never forget the day of getting out of my seat at 10 years old hearing from God. I'll never forget hearing that preacher preach the word of God. And at 10 years old, something stirred inside of me. I don't even know why I was getting out of my seat. But at 10 years old, I walked down the aisle and went forward at 10 years old. I asked myself the other day, where is that 10-year-old boy that was fired up for God? Where was that 10-year-old boy? Has my, have I let life get me down to the point? Have we let church get us down? Have we let religion get us down? Have we let life get us down? Where's that passion to submit as a 10-year-old boy? Just get up out of your seat and come running to the altar and say, I want Jesus to house in me. Where are we today during this season? Are we going to let the gifts and buy-in and all the pressures of family, friends, and businesses and all the stuff that goes on get in the way of Jesus Christ? Do you see what's happening right now? 68 to 75% of all retail businesses will tell you they have to have this season to make it. <laughs> and they use Christ to do it. If it weren't for Christmas, they wouldn't make it. But we forget Christ at Christmas. We get crazy and we see these commercials where people are putting their food in the blenders at Thanksgiving and drinking down their food so fast so they can get to the store and shop on Friday or Thursday night. Y'all seen that commercial? That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why are we running out to get gifts when we've got the greatest gift in the world? His name is Jesus Christ. And He didn't come to get from us. He come to give to us. He died for us. And He said, I'm coming back for you. And I've got a place for you. And we're going to let this season get in the way? No, don't you dare let anything get in the way of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first disciple, Mary, she ended up being a mother. But first she became a submissive disciple. To say, okay, contrary to the information, contrary to the facts and figures, contrary to my wonder, I, I submit. Let's submit more to Christ this season and let everybody know who we are. There's people that don't even know that you're Christ's disciple that need to know this year. Let's let it out, guys. Let's just let it out. Jesus Christ is born for this season. It's miraculous. It's a virgin birth. It has lineage. It has facts. It has fear. It has wonder. But at the same time, thank God for the very first disciple that said, praise God, I'm going to submit. Yes. So let us submit.